Hey there, friends. Welcome back to the Life Leadership and Laughs podcast. If I could ask you to do just a simple favor for Max and I, as we try to continue to grow the show, take a moment and leave a rating and, and write a review for the show. Reviews and ratings help us get more attention and take the leadership and life lessons uh, we and our guests uh, try to drop on you every time you click on the show. So whatever app you're using, leave a rating, write a review. We'd appreciate you so much, and we thank you so much for listening to the show. Now let's get to today's episode. My name is Jake McLean. And I'm Max Eisen. And you're listening to the Life, Leadership, and Laughs podcast. Hey there, friends. Welcome back to the Life, Leadership, and Laughs podcast. Times three tonight. Times three. Uh, our our first uh, guest spot in quite a while. Uh, uh, for me, ever. Yeah. Well, yeah, for you, ever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Uh, well, I mean, you can count that one. T- no, no. Um, anyway, John, Maggie Brunner, talk- oh, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Oh, of I'm course. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I was trying to uh, write a bio, uh, like an intro in my head um, on my way to go pick up dinner tonight. And uh, I was just like marveled at all of the things we now have in common. We're, we're all on the call Mammoth grads. Mm. Uh, all of us on the call are podcasters. Uh, so uh, just some more than others. I, I feel I'm just here for the ride. <laughs> I'm just here for the ride. I'm yeah, I'm just here mad. for the fame. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, speaking of fame, I did hang up our show logo in my, uh, in my second bedroom. I had to you know, make it official. You guys uh, not just, oh. I need to do that next. Yeah. Say. Uh, you know, we, uh, we could recommend uh, uh, an artist. Um, uh, the person who made it is also uh, a Monmouth grad. So I'm going to have to get that info from them. Yeah uh well check the show notes below uh so uh anyway maggie uh tell us uh kind of uh what's been new what's uh what's been exciting well maybe first uh just in case there are non-monmouth people listening to the show maybe you should tell us a little bit about yourself oh with a little bit about yourself question i thought i graduated not to be asked this again. <laughs> no, uh, so like jake said my name is maggie Bur- I'm a recent 2020 Monmouth College grad. Uh, I graduated with a major in public relations and a minor in business administration. Um, And ever since graduating, um, I have now been working for Penske, which is um, one of the largest automotive companies in the country. And they have been awesome. I absolutely love working for the company. I work in a great district, love my coworkers. Um, currently in a management training position, which is a fast-tracked managerial program. And so I'm really excited about that. Um, I'm on my way to promotion in the next couple of months, I feel. So I'm excited. Let's go. Um, and then um, I bought a car during quarantine, which was like, honestly crazy because I bought it the week before I was supposed to come back to school 
which then was the week before the whole entire country shut down. So um, that was kind of like, wow, Maggie, that was great planning. But um, that was exciting. That was my first big girl purchase. Mm -hmm. Um, And then over quarantine, really got involved in podcasting. Jake kind of inspired that with me. And so started my own podcast, Conquer Your Kingdom. Make sure y'all give that a follow out on all platforms as well. It's about leadership and kind of my personal journey and development. Um, and worked on my weight loss journey, down 20 pounds, excited about that. Um, and just kind of been hanging out with my siblings. All my siblings are home, well, minus one who lives out of state. So um, kind of helping them transition to e-learning with my little brothers and helping my little sister with her stuff she's a she's a senior in high school so trying to give her some direction with college um senior classes type of thing um and just hanging out with like my parents more trying to move in the next couple Mm. of months we'll see how it goes so actually trying to move with a recent graduate that you guys know Mm. so I don't know if you would know she was my vice I don't know if that gives you any hands to Mm. St. Louis yeah so really excited about that so we'll see how everything goes and but yeah it's been an up and down ride throughout quarantine got really in touch with myself so that was kind of fun not really but learned a lot and grew a lot so yeah that's where I've been man Maggie that's amazing uh all (laughs) of the things uh obviously I knew about Penske um and some of the other things but yeah what a wild time uh to be alive truly is yeah so (laughs) well we've covered a little bit of uh of uh tell us a little bit about yourself and what's new and exciting uh so um yeah you know uh max and i were talking last week about how um you know the name of the show of course life leadership and laughs uh we find ourselves uh week after week max and i talking more and more about life uh than we do about leadership uh, and so I imagine that tonight will be no different. Um, but uh, I came to the conclusion last week that it's because, uh, you know, there's leadership sprinkled in all of our big life stuff. Uh, so you were talking uh, just a little bit ago about how, um, you know, quarantine was a, a time to uh, get back in touch with yourself and uh, all of the things. Uh, so um do you mind talking us through that? Like, what did that look like for you? Um, you know, how did it come about? So um, after graduating, so in my undergraduate life, my junior and senior year, as you guys know, I was president of the student body um, and I was always involved in school and I've always had a job. So whether I was doing something with leadership or working, I was always doing something. Um, and then after I graduated and the whole entire country's in lockdown, obviously like didn't have my leadership stuff anymore. And then job, I was like on my job search and I did still have a job, um, like a part-time contracting thing that I did, um, which I did throughout my last year in undergrad as well. So that wasn't too much, but like on the days that I finished everything, I was like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I do not feel like myself (laughs) because I'm not doing what I'm so used to doing which is being in this constant 
space of always moving, always doing stuff and not really giving myself time to breathe and think. And when I was worried about my job search, which I had been in a three month long, like, I guess, I don't know how to explain it, but basically three month long hiring process with the company that I now work for. Um, you know, I was getting anxious and I would tell my friends, like, I'm like, I don't know if I got the job. I don't know what I'm going to do. I literally lose my mind. But my friends are like, Maggie, literally just like, don't do anything like everyone else, like stop doing stuff. And then when I got into my podcast, I was like, yes, I can make all this artwork. I cannot come up with a name episode. So I was, you know, still keeping busy. Um, but throughout that time of, you know, trying to slow down and now picking up my podcast, I had to kind of start my journey of getting back in touch with myself. And so I, it wasn't too, not that it was hard, but I talked about leadership and then I talk about my personal life. So it wasn't always like all about me. Sometimes it's about like the Maggie who's in front of the podium or in front of people at a meeting. So, you know, that Maggie, I'm like, that's cool, whatever. Um, but not until I would say, not until the last couple, within the last month, I had been concussed where I, I literally could not do anything. I couldn't, I mean, I did be on my phone. I was on my phone a little bit, but couldn't really be on my laptop. I wasn't allowed to go. I wasn't able to go to work and wasn't really on my phone because even when I wanted to be, my head would hurt. So I'm like, okay, I just need to sit here, lay down and stare at the wall. And I would definitely say within the last month, I had definitely just learned because I finally got a chance to stop doing everything that I had been doing for the last I've been working since I was 16 15 so for the last seven years stopped working stopped doing leadership stuff stopped doing involvement everything and I literally would like just lay here and talk to my sister and she would get tired of talking to me <laughs> so I would just lay here my mom would get tired of talking to me and I would just think about like dang like I have all this time to think I wasn't reading it hurt my head and I just had realized like I've never given my chance myself a chance to stop and see who I am without all those other identities attached to me and doing that has now inspired me to finally officially begin writing my book um so I finally am going to put my pen to paper I've been told to write a book for years and I'm like yeah I'll get to it but I think this the last few months I've just realized that like I'm I've always I've known who I was but there were so many other things attached to that and now it's kind of like I know who I am for like who I am mm -hmm. so that's kind of how this journey has looked and it's crazy it's taken so long but I think you know, it doesn't matter how long it takes as long as you get there. So from everything that you've mentioned so far, like what a journey it's been like, you know, from like buying a car to like now where you're at and on top of everything else that's going on, like just 2020 alone, I guess, like, as you thought about graduating, like during a pandemic, like, and everything that you've experienced, what would you say is like the biggest lesson that you've learned throughout all of this time? I mean, it, I mean, it doesn't have to be one. Cause I mean, that'd be kind of hard, but like, I don't know, like, it just sounds like, I, I mean, I could not imagine trying to navigate 
like all of this and it's not i mean you were successful with it which is like even like cool thank you yeah i mean you got a job during a pandemic like put that on the resume (laughs) it was it was definitely a scary time i'll definitely say that so I didn't, I didn't have a plan B. Mm-hmm. It was Penske or I was going to be doing what I was doing. And so, um, but I'll definitely say that oh, the biggest lesson I've learned since kind of ending my senior year um, up until now, I would have to say that, I would definitely have to say that like, for at least for me is to not spend so much time on like being focused on like I'm always so focused on like the bigger picture mm-hmm. and I don't always see the moments that are right here right now in front of me yeah. so I'm always like where am I going in the future like I'm worried about that next job interview how am I going to get there and how am I going to get this out or whatever and not really thinking about right now. So I don't always live in the moment or live like every day type of thing. Um, and so I think for me being in 2021, it has been a whirlwind of honestly, just tragedy after tragedy. Yeah. Um, and just crazy things are happening literally every single day. Yeah. Um, I've just learned that I don't always have to be so focused on the future to know that I'm living my life, you know? So I would say that was, that's been one of the biggest um, lessons that I've learned. What about you guys? What lessons have you guys learned? Look at the podcast host and her coming (laughs) out. Uh, Now you tell me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was going to follow up with what you said, Maggie, and that I'm, I'm very much the same way. I think Jake knows that I really love control uh, and being able to think about my future, like what steps are going to happen. Um, and even today, like we had planned this trip to go to North Carolina to go to an apple orchard and like, oh, we're going to leave at like nine o'clock. And like, I found myself like, okay, well, it's getting closer to the nine. Then I was like, why am I like trying to like control? Like what, like we're like, we have plenty of time, like really trying to be more cognizant of like taking the day as it is than just trying to plan everything. And I think that is something that is something that I'm getting better throughout this time. Um, So it was, I mean, I was like, checking off the boxes like I do that I do that like when you were talking um and I think the lesson for me is like or what I've been trying to strive towards is like like going into uncomfortable situations or learning new things to try and better myself which is like like you you have mentioned just throughout the time of like there are so many things that are happening and like when before the pandemic it was like just go go and go and that's that's what I was doing too and so like I've been looking into stocks I've, lo- I've been looking into different things like financial planning um, I've looked into just a PhD program so it's just like all these different things of like well these are the possibilities focus on them each day and 
maybe one day it'll get better. Yeah, and I mean, I think out of all of the things that both of you have mentioned, you know, it's about, um, I think about Maggie, uh, your uh, what do I do now uh, part of that story, uh, you know, after you've exhausted your list of to-dos, uh, you know, I, I remember uh, right after I graduated, I had no idea what to do uh, when I got home at five o'clock from work and I was just sitting on my couch like, <laughs> All right. Well, I'm not busy till 11 o'clock at night. Okay. I guess I'll read a book or something, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, how often we romanticize just uh, being busy um, and just, you know, actively doing things all the time. Um, and, uh, you know, everything in moderation, of course, because uh, I think quarantine, um, being in quarantine, uh, having shutdowns, um, you know, put us into a state of uh, really <laughs> not doing anything at all ever yeah. um, uh, and being or being limited in what we could do. And so um, my uh, my COVID uh, learning uh, moment, uh, you know, was about reprioritization uh, and how do you um, find and appreciate the stillness uh, when you can take it. Um, yeah, I think about all the little things I've ever freaked out about, uh, you know, for much of the same reasons as both of you have mentioned. And, you know, at the end of the day, was it that big of a deal? And no, not really. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, Maggie, as you're learn, as you were learning and going through this and, um, you know, were other people validated? Like, have, have people been trying to teach you that lesson before? Uh, you mentioned, um, you know, anybody really, um, I'm sure there were quite a, a few people who told you to slow down, uh, maybe more than, more than once. Uh, in fact, I think I was one of those people. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. So just talk about that a little bit. Um, I've always been like, cause my little sister and I will go on rants about whatever, and I and talk about all my siblings, you know, we try to say we're not in the competition, which we're not, but, you know, we try to pull out our like, well, I did this. So, you know, <laughs> you know, type yeah. of thing. And I'm always like, first of all, I've been working since I was 15. Okay. <laughs> I'm the one who got my workers permit. It was out refereeing soccer games at 8am, you know, <laughs> and that just kind of started my work stuff, leadership stuff in high school. Um, and it was like throughout high school, everyone was like, cause I felt like, you know, I was working towards the bigger goal of college. I need to do this for college. This, I need to be going harder. You know, I'm seeing all these kids do all this stuff. I need to go harder. I need to go harder. And then in college, when I got to college, because of where I was at, when I graduated high school, I was like, oh no. I can't I can't not be go as hard or do what I was doing before and I had a slump period in college my sophomore year and I kind of got back on the saddle and just kind of took off after that but as soon as I was doing that my I would say my first year being president my junior year was really when people were like Maggie like chill out like 
let's go do this, man. You no, I don't want, no, I don't have time. I have seven meetings today. I have class and this, like I did, I had my schedule, my, was that my, it was my second semester junior year, Tuesday, Wednesday, I think it was Tuesdays and Wednesdays, Tuesday, I don't know, two or three days out of the week. I had class from 9 a.m. until 4 p.m. And then right after I had meetings starting at five or 5.30. And I was just like, it'd be like that, you know? <laughs> and my friends are like, that's literally insane. Cause I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Not doing that. Can't go to this. And so many people around me, Jake being included, my some of my other advisors I should say some mentors some of my friends some people even on my exec teams most of them were like you need to give yourself a break and in my head I've always had this like hustler mentality like I've always been like I gotta go I gotta hustle I gotta go harder because that's just something that my I've seen my parents be like that and my dad has worked my whole entire upbringing. My mom didn't work for a short period of time because she stayed home with us. She was stay at home mom for just a little while. Well, for a couple of years, most of me growing up. And then she went back to work for fun or whatever. But um, getting a lot of like, seeing my dad's work ethic and how he works kind of has always been a reminder. Like my dad got all this for us and this and this and this and did all this. And obviously my mom did too. But I was like, you know, I can do that for myself. Um, and if I work hard, then good things will happen. Even though that is, I've learned that that is not true. <laughs> you do not have to work hard for good things to happen to you mm -hmm. at all. Um, but I would definitely say that so many people have told me, like, I need to slow down because I don't give myself enough. I don't give me enough of me. And mm. so, um, Especially like my my boyfriend has always been like, you literally doing too much. And he knows. I'm like, first of all, sir, go back to football practice. Like, I'm not trying to talk to you. <laughs> oh my God. Um, but even now, like, cause I would do, I work, I get off work and then I'll work from home. Um, and then I'll maybe do something for my podcast. And he's like, literally just chill out. Like, I'm like, uh, I don't, I can't. But I've learned that you have to. It's just, it's not fun. Like life's not fun if you don't have those moments. And I will definitely say that I missed out on, I don't regret anything, but I'll definitely say I missed out on not any big senior things from this year, but my first semester, I, I wasn't really into the whole like really going out thing or doing a bunch of stuff with my friends. I still did a lot, but I turned down a lot of things that I probably never had before. And I'll definitely say, and knowing that I, we lost so much time and so many memories, um, our second semester, I kind of like, that's one thing that I wish I, I just would have let go my, you know, what Max was talking about, that control of doing everything that I need to do. I really wish I would have let, let that go and like, allowed people to really get into my ear about you know just taking time so yeah all i'm saying is the first monmouth homecoming that's back in person no covid is going to be absolutely <laughs> it is about to just uh 
they need right. to just open Cleveland just to let people just go in there and just go nuts because RIP to the campus. Yeah. Because yeah. that's about to be crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, just get some nice outdoor seating, right? Uh, oh, yeah. Put up a few more trash cans around campus. Uh, you know, have a, have a few coolers uh, yes. and or don't come look at mine, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, they should honestly, like, next year's homecoming should literally just be like, tailgate, free for all. Football game, don't care what's in your cup. This, have fun at the barbecue. Just okay. kidding. I hope nobody from the 1853 podcast is listening, but hey. Feel like that. If they are, welcome. Yeah, uh, We are a part of the homecoming planning. Or the party, <laughs> right. or the party planning committee. <laughs> right. Uh, hey, Monmouth College Alumni Development Office. Uh, um, anyway. Get some good donations if they did all of that, I think. I mean, honestly, not. though. Honestly, though. Maggie, uh, one of the things uh, that I was going to uh, follow up on a little earlier, because um, as you described all of the uh, things, right, uh, and once you accomplish something, planning for the next thing, um, it seems like, and it's, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like you um, you didn't really make time to celebrate those, those small wins before. Um, like, do you remember... Like when you crossed off a bucket list item, whatever that looked like for you, big or small goal, do you remember ever taking time just to celebrate the win? <laughs> no. And it's ironic that you say that because my, I call her uh, my second mom. She's also like my mentor. And she said like literally word for word, the same exact thing last week to me when I was over at her house. I'm about celebrating the small wins and to answer your question like I remember a couple yeah there were some moments when like after matriculation after the team did some stuff I was like yes let's go celebrate this win and have a good time um but I did that more so my first year than really my second year which I definitely like am sad about I should have done more um but just personally like Mm, no like hardly ever would I be like oh well you know what I'm gonna do tonight I'm gonna have me a little glass of this or I'm gonna go get <laughs> I don't know Taco Bell or an ice cream mm -hmm. no I didn't really do that often and um sometimes I reward myself by like finally watching my show on Netflix mm, yeah amen you know, I would yeah. I would binge that and be like, yes, two episodes tonight, looking good. Then I'm gonna fall asleep. You know, um, but even when I would do that stuff, like let's say I would watch, you know, my two episodes after like three meetings that day, and I got something accomplished. I wouldn't really look at it as a reward, I guess, as a celebration. I would just be like, oh well finish my homework I guess I can do this you know um but I never really took the time to celebrate my small wins or really any of them like not not really and I don't know why I don't know if if you were to start um or moving forward if you were going to celebrate your small wins how would you do it if I were to celebrate one of my small wins now probably because like I have 
honestly, I have way too many clothes. I honestly have way too many clothes and I have too many shoes. But if I were to celebrate them, I would sadly get rid of some, which would not be the celebration at all. Would not be the celebration. But I would probably go out and shop um, since some of my clothes no longer fit me, which is cool. Um, I would definitely go out and go shopping yeah. and buy some like new stuff. So, yeah. All right, listeners, you heard Maggie. Uh, let's help her celebrate. Uh, Maggie's <laughs> going to drop her Venmo or Cash App in the sh- no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, uh, I think it's a it's a difficult question to answer. So uh, thanks for uh, answering it anyway. Um, because I think the Max, I don't know about you, but I mean, I certainly didn't celebrate the small wins. Uh, oh, I was no. the exact same way. Uh, it was like, all right, finish that thing. Boom. Let's go do the next thing. Yeah, what's next? Yeah. And so, um, but now um, I get one of those, like, you know, those uh, 80 movie, 80s movies that had just like the really weird, um, like video montage of like a happy, uh, a happy song playing and the person just like skipping down the street. Yeah. I feel like that's me now um anytime i have a uh something to celebrate uh because you know you just start you get in your own head celebrating it uh and then you're just like nothing can touch you so i have a question so what what took you from the so what made you decide like that you were going to start celebrating them Mm -hmm. i know you and max had just said like you guys weren't really big on celebrating your small ones so i guess when did you start celebrating them and what made you realize that those are important to celebrate? You know, for me, it was actually a conversation with my dad um, because I was like in my own head uh, in a real negative way about things that were going on. Um, And this was, I mean, uh, not long ago at all. I mean, it was a few years ago at most. but he just started validating all of the, all of the wins I had racked up, right? Uh, being the first in the family to graduate from college, to earn a awesome. master's degree, you know what I mean? Like it's, um, uh, he started. Uh, uh, there's like the pe- the people in your life that give you the um, opportunity to flex all of your accomplishments, uh, and then like really hype you up for them. Um, but it was like, I was always just, um, it's because I was earning my wins. In my head, I was earning my wins for other people. So my college education, my master's degree, like everything was for my mom and dad. Uh, they didn't do it. I could. Uh, and it was because of what they had taught me. And so, um, but uh, it was, it's, it's about reframing it to uh, talk about, you know, what, um, what do those wins mean for you? And I don't think I ever really thought about it like that until very recently. Uh, and so now I take an opportunity to celebrate uh, my small wins uh, whenever I can. Um, so I had a good day at work. I'm going to come home. I'm going to do my thing. Uh, and then, oh, look at that. In celebrating my win from work, I made a bomb ass meal. I'm going to celebrate that. Uh, you know what I mean? And so- <laughs> I love it. Yeah, then the wins just keep coming. Uh, and uh, being able, you know, I'm not like you guys in that I'm not much of a planner, as both of you know. <laughs> uh, even this what? interview, uh, you know, Maggie was completely uh, impromptu. Right? 
Uh, and so, um, but no, I mean, I just, uh, that allows me to uh, rewrite my rules um, and uh, give myself some grace when things aren't going according to plan, because, hey, there wasn't one. Uh, and so, um, you know, it's, uh, it's a fun, if not slightly at times, unproductive way to live. <laughs> Yeah. And I'd say for me, like definitely like what Jake was saying, like during undergrad, like, I mean, I was like getting hired on as RA, like I never celebrated that. It was just like, okay, well, cool. Like, or maybe actually when I got my letter, I was like, shit, I have to go to Graham. Like, uh, <laughs> like, Graham. yeah. I like trap house mice. Freshman I was, I was a sophomore in Graham. <laughs> And I was just like, you know, there's juniors and seniors there. Um, but even like getting present, it was just like, okay, now I got to like back up my word. And then like things would happen, be like, cool. I'm celebrating <laughs> by myself. Like, but it, I think like kind of like with Jake, like kind of what led me to like celebrate was just like recognize, like I think just being a post-grad, it's like, it's just so much different. Um and having to take the time to like celebrate is important just because there's only so much time absolutely um absolutely and like when i when i got my job at ut um like we we bought champagne and like popped off champagne like it was 15 bucks but it was worth it uh right and uh it was just like you know like I had spent it was a long-term goal that I finally accomplished and I was like yeah I'm gonna drink some some bubbly so I I mean and it doesn't have to be I don't, I don't know I, I think especially just society like it, it feels like a lot of things have to be really big but it doesn't have to be it can just be for the fact of like I accomplished this like I want to take care of myself and treat yourself <laughs> treat yourself yeah <laughs> i want to transition uh unless either of you have any other uh things for um celebrating the small wins uh because um that might definitely be our episode title uh for this week um but uh maggie i want to transition to talk about um kind of the things that led you to um create your podcast uh how things are going there uh, but also a uh, side note to include because you dropped it on me and then we never followed up uh, you writing a book. Uh, <laughs> um, so uh, talk to me uh, and Max about the uh, things that led you to uh, want to start your podcast. Ever since I started public speaking, when I was in high school, when I was involved in the NAACP and I started public speaking as I kind of went up, the, the ladder of leadership, um, I instantly, you know, fell in love with it. And there was this one event, it was the gala for our entire like branch. And I forget what, I don't know if I was her vice president at the time, or if we were, I had, a, if I was speaking, I had been vice president and she was the president or something. But the other student that was, you know, my, my counterpart who um, I went to school with and um, she was the president and I was the VP at one point, 
Um, she was very organized, always had her notes out, very, very intelligent woman, very successful now. Um, you know, and at that time we're getting ready for like the event in the hotel. And she's like, oh my gosh, I have to go print off my stuff from the printer. I need to read through my speech. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like this girl's literally like about to kill it. And I'm over here like, I just get up there and I just do what I do. But I was like, no, I, I need to, I need to be on her. I need to be doing what she's doing. And I remember like going down to the front desk. I'm like, Hey, do you guys have like a, a printer and a computer that I can use for free? And they're like, yeah. And it was some, I don't, it was like a Marriott. We were saying that. I don't know. Um, and I remember sitting there and I typed it on my phone and then printed it to the printer. And I was like, okay, so had it. We went to the event. She's up there talking. She spoke before me. She's up there talking and I'm literally listening to her speak. And I have a copy. So I had one copy already on the podium from earlier. I printed off a second one. The one that I was, the second one that I printed off, I was writing notes on because I was listening to her speak. I'm like, dang, I didn't talk about this. Oh no, I didn't talk about this. Oh my gosh, I forgot. So they call me up and I'm like, oh shoot, this is the time. So I go up there and I'm standing there and I realize I forgot the paper with all of my notes on it. I'm like, love that. And the other sheet of paper on the podium is not, you know, not what I was just writing. So I'm like, okay, you know what? Um, I'm just gonna go ahead and tell them a story and how I opened it. And my my second mom always brings it up because I'm she cried and everything and um how I opened it was uh I'm going to tell you guys a story about a little girl and the, the story was about me and at the end of it you know I at the end of it um I got a standing ovation and it was insane how I like had moved people and I'm not trying to be uh, emotional talking about this but it was just crazy how I had moved people just from you know just telling a story I'm like I didn't prep none of this. I was just up there talking and, you know, and from that moment on, I had known that that's what I want to do with the rest of my life is impact and inspire and motivate and push people to own their narratives, even if they're painful, even if they're hard. And so keeping that in the back of my head, got into, you know, PR, comms, and everything um and I knew that like my senior year especially when everyone's talking about like what they want to do and I'm thinking about what I want to do I'm like I'm not working for a company my whole life I'm not doing it I'm not and after you know going to so many events that we had and listening to these public speak these motivational speakers at our leadership um you know conferences and things like that it was like I can do this. Like I, I can do that. I, I want to do that with my life and hearing most of their stories, you know, they had jobs or whatever before, but then they decided one day to just put themselves out there and they did it and they're doing it. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing that. And if it's not in quarantine where I need to start, I don't know when I'm going to start. And so that's kind of how the podcast had came up. Um, and I knew I wanted to do something different. I always like to put a little twist on things. And so that's why I added 
not only the, the personal side of things, because I know I can reach a different audience space there, but also the leadership side, because I know that's a whole other audience. Um, after going to a national conference about student government, I realized like, that's a whole, like, that's a niche group that not everyone can, you know, guys, like not everyone can talk about yeah. how it is to be a leader on that level in school. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this, this is stuff that like, you know, cause being in, I feel like being, you know, if you're a president or in leadership in Greek life and student government, it's different than just being a president of a regular, you know, organization. I don't know too much about Greek life, but you guys can both speak to that. And those are such niche groups that people, the base is so big that somebody out there is going to listen because you're talking about something that is very specific. And that's how people, you know, if you tap into one thing that not everyone can touch, that's how you'll be successful. And so I was like, I want to do this and I want to start this. I'm going to do it. And then the book, I had been told since uh, since I started in the NAACP and started speaking, kind of telling how I grew up um, in my house and everything and being adopted, I'd always been told that I need to write a book because there are so many other people out there that has never heard of a story like this. And people who do have a, a household like mine where I do not look like my parents and I don't even know my biological family at all. I don't even have a picture, you know. So there's so many other kids out there and adults that have that same exact story um, or someone that can understand it. And so I'd always been told to, you know, share that story, share it. And I've always been really hesitant because it's not always the easiest story to share. And it's not always something that people really understand because some of it is really harsh. For instance, when I tell people like, I, you know, they're like, oh, do you want to have kids? I'm like, I don't know, maybe they're like, oh, well, would you adopt? Cause you're adopted. I'm like, no, I'm like, oh my gosh, you don't want to adopt kids. I'm like, no, I personally don't because I think adoption is amazing and I think it's awesome. And obviously I'm here today because of it. So I'll forever be a hundred percent pro, you know, adoption and whatever at all that. But I also know what it's like to be that adopted child on the other end. And that's not what people always think about, about how adoption affects the child as well. And them growing up, like everyone's like, Oh, it's such a beautiful story. I'm like, it's a beautiful story, but there's a lot of other things that nobody thinks about. Yeah. It's a know? beautiful cover. It's a beautiful cover, but it doesn't, yes. you don't read the pages. Like you don't know what the, the stories are. Exactly. And so um, I had, you know, talking to um, my mentor last week and I just really in, the last kind of month and a half after being concussed, just thinking about a lot of the things that have made me have some of the traits that I have and, you know, some of the journey I've been on. And I was like, yeah, I think it's time. Cause if it's not now, then when, and I want to be able to do it 
when I'm at a point in my life where I'm starting to kind of blossom into some some form of another form of myself and so that's kind of where both of those ideas kind of stem from so. well um i don't want to speak for max but i know that i look forward to uh continuing to listen to the conquer your kingdom podcast uh but also uh to uh, buy your best your future best-selling book uh, so. <laughs> thank you and then see you also you know uh speak publicly like i can already see you uh speaking like to like future sgas of like across the nation or you know like different colleges like mm-hmm. thank you it's definitely I, when you talked about the nicheness it's like you know jake and i like greek life definitely like it's huge but like there's so many people be like yeah i was a joe schmo and fucking you know like wherever <laughs> uh but to say like you know you were SGA president that that's a that's even smaller like mm-hmm. so I think that's man just saying we Thank just you. just start a start a speaking consortium <laughs> yeah we'll start our own speakers bureau there uh, we go yeah let's do it I'm in. <laughs> yeah honestly but you know uh Maggie I think to um to add on to what Max just said um your story is so powerful, but it's because of the, of the, uh, of the way you tell it. Um, and you know, like there are some people who tell a story and they haven't really owned what they're, what they're saying to their audience, um, or they're not living what they're saying to their audience. Uh, and one of the things I've always really admired about you is that you just, uh, you live everything that you say, you know? Thank you. Uh, and so, mm. Uh, it's been so good to have you on the show and we're just about at an hour. Uh, so Max, unless you have anything else, uh, what I'd like to do, Maggie, is just open it up for a final thought. Anything that you think the listeners absolutely need to hear you say uh, before uh, we take it to the outro. Well, I would definitely say that everyone needs to keep listening to Jake and Max, first of all, mm. um, that you guys have been so awesome and not only in the way that you guys, you know, did your jobs in undergrad while I, well, while I was an undergrad, but just kind of how you guys led through your life and how I was able to see you guys live and how what you guys did and said and kind of your mindsets have rubbed off on me. And so I just wanted to thank you guys for literally just being you. There's so many people that were not them, you know, in undergrad. And so I really, really appreciate that. And um, just to let the listeners know that you got to live, you got to laugh and you got to lead. Amen. And you got to conquer your kingdom because if Mm. you're not going to conquer it, then who will? Mm. Who will indeed. Maggie, uh, Thanks uh, so much for joining us. Uh, Thank you so, for having me. Um, so uh, for our first guest, guest spot, having Maggie on the show, um, I think went pretty well. Zinger. Knocked it out of the park. Yeah, Could just, not have asked for a better like person to just get the ball rolling. Absolutely. So listeners, thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. If you want to be a guest, you have a story to share. Uh, Even if you're thinking to yourself, no, I don't have anything to share. No way. 
you're uh, wrong. You're yeah, you are wrong. You're good enough. I want to hear your story. So uh, chat with uh, either Max or I on Twitter. Uh, Max is at M Sicer. I'm at yes, MC sir. Leadership Guy on Twitter. Uh, so we'll drop uh, Maggie's uh, a link to Maggie's podcast, Conquer Your Kingdom, uh, in the show notes below, along with our social media handles. Uh, but yeah. Thank you all so much. Uh, we hope you have a great rest of your day, week, weekend, whatever it may be. Um, time's kind of hard right now because yeah. we're still in a pandemic, even if you're over it. Um, and Amen. so for Jake McLean, I'm Max Iser. Good night. Good night. Good night.